0: Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and with me is my co-host, Travis McQueen, and today we're going to rate some shit, overrated, underrated. Yeah. I wish that iTunes had like a automatic sensor, you know, like Spotify, you can listen to edited music, mm. like, and they could just go beep over like, when I curse, no. It's the only complaint we've ever got is curse words, which makes me actually really happy because I do try to tame it, but it's nice to know that people actually enjoy the podcast. Every once in a while, there's somebody that's like, yo, I'm listening to this with my kids. Tone it down. Yeah. And I get that. Blakely is a parrot right now. (laughs) Dude, she like heard Shannon say somebody was rude while she was driving. Like she said, that was rude about somebody cut her off. Now Blakely is like rude. Yeah. Like Shannon set her plate down for dinner. And she was like, you're rude, mom. And I was like, Blake, do you know what rude means? Yeah. What does it mean? She like wouldn't tell me. You're rude. I'm like, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now you're being rude. Yeah, exactly. Because you won't tell me. Yeah. All right, cool. So let's get right into it. We are going to do, the first one is going to be isolation exercises.
0: <clears throat> uh, It's so funny because like it's so hard to do overrated, underrated sometimes because I look at this like, I think... The problem is, is that people create camps and bodybuilders don't over, it's not overrated to bodybuilders, but like compound lifting and strength movements are are underrated to bodybuilders and isolation work is underrated to strength people. But in general, I would say if I had to think about like our audience and think about, a lot of the clients we work with, I would say underrated. I think isolation exercises are underrated because a lot of people are so focused on big compound lifts, they forget to do accessory and isolation work. And the reality is if we look at a good training program, like when you look at even the programs we've filmed lately, I go and did my squat, right? That's my main compound lift. And then I had a, what did I do? I have a squat. Dumbbell, stiff leg, RDL. Yep. Accessory work, right? Kind of isolation, but it's squat. accessory. Kettlebell squat, that was isolation. High reps, 20, 25 reps, cyclist squats, just pure isolation of quads. Leg extensions, isolation. Glute ham raise, I- accessory slash isolation. Uh, hanging leg raises, isolation. Crunches, isolation. So if we look at like the bulk of a good program, it's primarily accessory and isolation work. But so many people glorify the bench squat deadlift, which they're important, but l- the reality is, is what makes a program great is the accessory and isolation work, right? So I think most people underrate isolation exercises. And I would throw in accessory work as well. So there's even some people that are bodybuilders that will do heavy squats and, and deadlifts on a day, and that's their compound, and then they do a ton of isolation work, leg curls, calf raises. Whereas I'm a huge fan of accessory exercises. Let's do some heavy lunges. Let's do Bulgarian split squats, glute ham raises, RDLs. Those are not compound lifts. They're kind of, they're more isolation than compound, but they're definitely accessory because they help build the compounds. Uh, but point being, I think they're, I think they're underrated. The majority of a good program is going to be accessory and isolation work if we look at the volume done.
1: For sure. All right, next one is going to be sandbags.
0: Underrated. Yeah. I love sandbags. They're f- I mean, we were just talking about these. I, uh, I think they're underrated as a... Um, accessory? As <laughs> yeah. Very much so. But... Um, what more, else? I mean, they're underrated for the purpose of uh, changing up your loading patterns. So, like, a lot of people think of dumbbells at your side or a bar on your back right? I really like front loaded things. I like putting something in the front of my body and squatting or, or hinging. So a good morning, um, good mornings with a bar on your back, they're a classic exercise, but it's just asking for low back issues. I mean, think about like a bar on your back and you're bending. So a good morning is, it's kind of like an RDL, but I'm loaded up top. So if if it's up here on my back, I'm doing this, but imagine like that's pulling my shoulders forward. I'm so likely to hurt my back with that. I've hurt my back every time I've done a barbell. Good morning. Do yeah, don't do that. Um, okay, not every time. But you have to have a really strong core, and you also have to go light enough and know how to create that tension in your hamstrings. The With curve. a load that's not even really over your hamstring. Like an RDL, the load is, the center of gravity of the weight is closer to your legs, which is close to your hamstrings. It makes more sense. Um, but a sandbag good morning is great because I can keep it close, which means I tuck my rib cage. It's closer to the center of gravity, and it's way easier on your back because anytime you load in the front, You automatically have a tighter core but a sandbag's nice because you can throw it on your shoulder do offset you can do carry on one side offset on the other um you can even do like over the shoulder stuff so like lunge or or jump throw the sandbag over your shoulder lunge on the other side throw it over your shoulder so you're doing like full body work you can do cleans and you can get the benefit of power cleans and hand cleans without using a barbell or having crazy technique um so i love i love sandbags they're uh they're great. What is, isn't sandbagging it a term? Yeah. Doesn't that mean like you're being lazy? Yeah. Why? Like you're not
1: trying your best or like. Why? What do you mean why? What, what do you I don't mean?
0: understand. Like why is that called sandbagging it?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I just know like when you're not going for your best effort. Yeah. Or, or not really being lazy, but in a sense. You're not you're giving it 100%. Right? Exactly. You're yeah. sandbagging.
0: I've heard that a lot. It's
1: more in sports. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I wonder why. That's weird. Yeah. I don't see any reason. It's me and Shannon were talking about having your cake and eating it too the other day. And she was getting frustrated with me because I was like, I don't get it. Why wouldn't you eat your cake if you had it? <laughs> and she was like, Well it means you can't have the best of both worlds. I was like, Well, what do you mean? If I have a cake and I get to eat it, that's that's ideal. She was like, Yeah, but if you have it all and you eat some of it, you can't have it all and eat it too. I'm like, but why is that even a term? Why would you want it if you can't eat it? Yeah, that's stupid. It's very stupid. Yeah. I guess I understand it, but I'm like, there's no reason to have a cake if you're not going to eat it. Like, you can't have your money and spend it too. And I guess that makes sense. But if I have money, I want to spend it on something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the purpose of money. The purpose of having a cake is... Eating it. Yeah. All right. I fucking hate analogies. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Put a bug in your ear? Don't do that. Yeah. Why would you put a bug in my ear? Beat a dead horse? Who on earth wants to beat a dead horse? That's fucked up. Yeah.
1: I'm, skin a cat? Is, million it, ways is that the an analogy, though? Yeah.
0: I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but it's really fucked up. The million ways to skin a cat's fucked up, too. Who is skinning cats? A million ways. Yeah. Why not? It's like a million ways to peel an apple. Okay. That's harmless. Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right. Next one is going to be. Ooh, the best one. Underrated, overrated. Tailored Life Podcast.
0: Who asked this? I don't know. Um, Under fucking rated. Yeah. Come on, guys. You know the answer to this. Is there any explanation? I mean, we're the one and only podcast that takes it way beyond fitness and nutrition. (laughs) Touche. So I think we're underrated.
1: All right. So next one is going to
0: be Nike Metcon shoes. Way Mm. underrated. I would say underrated. I mean, it depends which Metcons. Which ones do we have? Are those the fives? Jeez, sixes. We that I room? think they're the fives. I don't think they're sixes.
1: I don't even know if there's. I don't
0: think there is sixes yet. Yeah, but the fives. I didn't like Metcons until these ones actually, mm. because if you get the older Metcons, they're very stiff. Like I could deadlift in them, but if I'm gonna squat or lunge or like even run or sprint, like no, no shot. Um, I also like some of the minimalists. Shoes for deadlifting, but then you do anything dynamic and your feet just fucking hurt. Yeah. You know, there's nothing to it. Oh, um, well, there's sevens. Damn. <laughs> there is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, what do we have? I do have five I think either the sixes. Yep. We have the sixes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I have five pairs of the sixes. Yeah. Touche. So I like them. Um, I've heard great things about Nobles. I have Noble running shoes. I love them. I like Noble as a brand. I think it's just a dope brand. Um, I haven't used their lifting shoes, but I've heard great things about them. Um, here's my thing. I think that the Nike Metcons, the newest Mike Nike Metcons look cooler than any other yeah. training shoe. That's that's the biggest thing. We might have five. fives and sixes identical. Yeah, I think we have fives. I think the sixes have more of that like f- uh, flywire-like looking material on it. Yes, So you are have, correct. We have the fives. Everything... Like before the fives were stiff as hell. Yeah, Fives and later are sick. I think they look cooler than any training shoe there is. And I've heard great things about Nobles. I love the brand. I've just never actually worn their lifting shoes. Yeah.
1: Um, All right. Uh, Next one will be hip
0: abduction or abduction machine. Underrated. I think that when people want to develop, so it's underrated for two reasons. Number one, going back to the compound lift, people want to develop their glutes and they do a ton of hip thrust. Um, and then they do maybe RDLs, or they do squats a lot too. Squats are not that great unless you have a really, really deep range of motion um, or do a low-bar back squat, and you have long femurs, so you sit into it. But regardless, what we're seeing in a squat is not anything that's creating a max contraction. We're seeing maximal stretch. So it's good, just like a good morning, you sit into it in RDL, squat. If you have a a big hip hinge, a big femur-based squat – point being you stretch your glutes a lot, right? Big flexion of the the quad and the hip uh, or sorry, the knee and the hip joint, you're going to see a huge stretch of the, the glute. That that is important, but we don't get a hard contraction of them. Just like on a leg extension at the top you're squeezing the shit out of your quad, contracting it under tension. The hip thrust, you create a contraction, you're squeezing it and having a lot of load on it with extension, so you're contracting the muscle. Um, hip thrust is one of the best ones for that. A lot of people will do like kickbacks and stuff like that, and that's great. Um, kickbacks and, uh, reverse hypers are very similar in nature. They're hip extension with, uh, a different knee position, um, and a different loading, uh, pattern. So those are great and they're going to hit a certain part of the glute compared to the hip thrust. But a lot of people fail to realize like we're, we're doing all this hip flexion and extension, flexion and extension. And, uh, one of them, the main reason, like main, uh, movement patterns or jobs or responsibilities of the glute is hip abduction, external rotation. So, Good girl, bad girl. Machine basically is what they all call it. Ripping the band apart, doing a machine. Um, It's not a cool exercise. You're just sitting there and just cranking on a band and cranking on a machine. It's just not that cool. But abducting your hip burns the shit out of your outer glute. You're going to feel that a ton. You're going to hit your glute meal a lot more. That's going to develop your glute more three-dimensional. And then for guys, it's underrated because guys typically avoid, and I'm guilty of this. I hate hip thrusts. A lot of guys, you're guilty of not doing much glute work because... There's not many guys who come to me. They're like, I want a bigger glutes, you know. Yeah. There's some who are intelligent about strength and performance and sports, and they're like, I need more powerful glutes and hamstrings. So they they allow us to invest time in it. But the reality is, is you need to have powerful glutes, powerful hamstrings in order to run, jump, sprint, have a strong hips, strong core, all that stuff. Your posterior chain is the foundation of strength for most people. So um, leaving hip thrusts and uh, hip abductions and stuff like that out of your program. For As a male, that's a mistake as well, um, but underrated for sure. Totally.
1: All right, so the next one is going to be hit style classes.
0: Overrated. I think all group fitness is overrated, to be honest with you. Um, I think if you're beginning, if you're a new person in the gym, if you're just getting into sh- into training in general and you need to, like, you're Here's the thing is there's a lot of people who they just need to get moving. You know, they're not really into fitness yet. They need to get moving. They need to do something like that. Um, I think it's great for them. I think classes are amazing because there's an atmosphere that motivates them. There's less intimidation. They get in there, get after it. But there's very minimal – progressive overload and uh if if the class is super high intensity injury risk is higher as well as uh the just nervous system burnout really you can't really manage recovery well there and then the other side of it is if if you get really good at these classes they become aerobic so aerobic like making something aerobic it happens in crossfit and that's actually a goal because if you can make it aerobic you can sustain it so if your goal is to sustain it to be really good and efficient at it not to lose weight you would make it aerobic because it become easy Mm. So if it becomes that way, now you're kind of defeating the purpose and you're adapting to it, and that means that we're not getting as much as we could out of it. It's healthy for you because you're doing aerobic fitness, but it's not going to continually produce fat loss. It's definitely not going to build muscle. So I think they're overrated. Totally.
1: All right. So we're gonna go to the next one. It's
0: orthorexia. Uh, I don't think you can overrate or underrate this. It um, is what it is. It is what it is. It's uh it's not good. Um <laughs> I mean, that's like it's overrated. (laughs) The flu. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) neither because it's like it sucks. Yeah. Uh, Orthorexia is, is, uh, for those who don't know, um, it's an eating disorder. Yeah, exactly. But it's a specific kind. It's not as common as like anorexia or bulimia and things like that. Those are more well known. Um, But you can't overrate or underrate this. It's an eating disorder. It's not good. It's something that you should get help for. All right, let's move on. Getting help is overrated. I don't think, think enough people actually seek out help for this kind of thing. It's underrated. Underrated. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. My sorry. God. Underrated. That's what I meant. <laughs> Thank you. Um, because it's like- you Demand that. Yeah. Getting help is
1: so overrated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Defeats the purpose of what I do for a living. Yeah. Underrated. Yeah. My apologies for that. Um, I think orthorexia is actually more common than probably people like to admit. Yeah. It's really just obsessive. Totally. Eating over healthy foods. And so you should get help for that. Yep. You know? All
1: right, next one is going to be walking for fat loss.
0: Mm. Underrated. Um, I think NEAT is an extremely powerful tool in the tool belt for increasing fat loss. I also think it's an incredible uh, tool for health and and an incredible tool for staying lean while building muscle. Um, And it's also a really good tool to manage or mitigate or kind of regulate, try to avoid too much metabolic adaptation while dieting. So um, definitely underrated. Without a doubt. I got to get one for you. Uh, Instagram. Somebody asked this or you just asked this? Somebody. Somebody. I'm no. not somebody. Okay. Well, I mean, you're somebody to me. Well, then it, if it's
1: somebody on here or me, it's somebody.
0: Okay. Um, we said I got one for you, so I thought it was yours. Um, no, no,
1: it's somebody on here.
0: Oh, this is <coughs> hard. I'm going to say overrated. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. depends I, on what... I use it. One aspect. I know this is one of those things where it's like a, it's a, it's an amazing thing that's happened to us. It opened a lot of doors. Um, it allowed people to market their businesses. Allowed people to be more successful. Allowed people to reconnect. It allowed people to get inspired. There's so many positives about it. It allowed us to do a lot of what we're doing today. Yeah. Um, but I also think it's overrated in the sense of people glorify it too much. You know, that's why we still do a lot of long-form content because we believe in, in deeper levels of education. You can only do so much on in Instagram. Um, I think that people put too much value on uh, a selfie of a ripped person, you know, and that's overrated. So yeah. there's aspects of it that I think are <laughs> negative and overrated. Yeah. And there's a lot of aspects that are not really underrated, but they're valuable. Yeah. I, would, I think I think overrated for what people put value to.
1: Yeah. I personally would say underrated for Instagram, but I would say over, overrated for social media. What do you mean? Instagram personally, mm-hmm. or specifically Instagram, I would say underrated. Oh, but social media as a whole. <clears throat>
0: Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think, I think where I have this like double edged sword is like, I love what it's done and what it's allowed us to do. I just, there's so many things that I hate seeing about it, like, just, like, the way people compare to each other, yeah. the way people glorify people who do not deserve to be glorified. I think that drives me crazy, especially when there's people in our industry who are influencing people tremendously, and I don't think they're influencing them in the proper way. Yeah. I think that they're unintelligent, and some of the things they put out can be dangerous, you know? I also th- see, like, what it does to... um the female model fitness fashion world. And that's sometimes very destructive. And I hate seeing that overrated overrated for sure. Um, And I'm definitely have a soft spot in my heart now because I have a daughter. So like I think about her in the future and I just hope that it doesn't continue to get worse, which is actually, it it is actually getting better. Like you're seeing way more companies promote modeling without makeup or with uh, skin pigment issues and things like that because it's like normalizing what a model should look like, which I love. But um, there's just a lot of aspects that I think are, Over it, Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Filters. Like, you know what I mean? Like that just, I like, I like filters for making things look cooler for sure. Yeah. But like when you see people's just face selfie, like are you, have you ever seen the ones where people, women will like cut their face in half and show you with the, the filter and without. And it's like.
1: Not different at all.
0: No, it's like night and day different. Uh, It's like crazy. They go, Instagram's new filter and it's like they cut their face in half and they do it on half their face. And it's like, looks like perfect skin, perfect tan, perfect color, perfect everything. And then like, they're kind of pale and have like, zit and like, yeah, Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. No, the reason I said nothing different at all is because they would, like what I'm saying is they wouldn't really put their non-making face. Exactly. And that's sad. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Shrek, Blakely's trying to figure out what she wants me to be for Halloween. And so, I was like, oh, you want me to be Shrek? And she said, no. And she wanted me to be Lord Farquaad. It's like, no. The little was, midget dude? Yeah. Oh. The guy that is like, I mean, he's the bad guy. Yeah. The, like, come on. The bad king. Well, because did I tell you when she called me him? <laughs> Lord Farquaad? Yeah. She yeah. literally, Shannon calls me laughing, and she's like, Blakely, we we were started watching Shrek, and she goes, look, Mommy, it's Dad. <laughs> and Lord Farquaad comes out, and she's like, <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> she, got, she was in a phase where she would say like, look, Dad, it's you. And I'm like, no, that's... That's not me. That's Lord Farquhar. That's Lord Farquhar. That's goofy. Sorry. Yeah.
1: All right, cool. Uh, next one is going to be squat
0: shoes. That's mm, underrated. I think they're amazing. I love them. Yeah. I think a lot of people, I think there's like this thing of like purism where people are like, you should be able to squat without them. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I can, but, but I can squat better with them. Yeah. So why wouldn't I use them? You know? Obviously, that's not the answer for everything. It's like. There certain things in life that are meant to not be used. It's bad for you. But I don't see the reason. You know, you I have great ankle mobility. And so those limit the need. You don't see the,
1: the reason why not to use them. Yeah. yeah. Because,
0: like, uh, part of the reason is people, people use them as a crutch if they have bad ankle mobility. And I understand that. But I have great ankle mobility. I actually have really good ankle mobility. I worked on a lot once I had my knee injuries. But I still can squat a little bit better with these. So why wouldn't I? And if I can get a full range of motion, ass to grass with these... I'm going to do it. I'm going to build more muscle in the places that matter to me. I care more about getting stronger and building my quads than I do about my ankle mobility. Hmm. So I'm going to use them. So I think they're underrated. Gotcha. All right. Uh,
1: Calisthenics?
0: Calisthenics. Yeah. Overrated. I'm not a fan. I'm going to be honest. You know what calisthenics are? No. Calisthenics are... I've heard the word a million
1: times, but... Body weight, everything. So this is like...
0: Push ups, chin ups, pull ups, dips, uh, levers, uh, flag poles. Um, I mean, you see it. When people go to playgrounds, you know, and they do all this crazy body weight exercise stuff. Yeah, that's those are calisthenics. I'm just not a fan. I mean, there's people who that's all they do. Um, and and I know some people that are really into it. And, and part of me, you know, if you have a lot of fun doing, great. That's fucking sick. Do it. There's nothing wrong with doing the type of training that you have the most fun with. I think it's overrated and this is where i think it's overrated. i think there's people who do things like that that because they they enjoy them but they sell them as the best solution. i think that's a problem. you should sell it as if you think this is really fun too, i can make it work for you. yeah. you know, then that's accurate. people like myself value but, evidence, so i'm going to tell you like here's what i like to do, but the reality is these are the principles that make a program great. right? scientific principles of Building your body, building strength, building muscle, burning fat. There's principles. And there's a lot of principles that calisthenics do not allow you to hit. Like, for example, progressive overload. You can kind of progressive overload by adding reps. But once you reach a certain rep range, you're doing muscle endurance. You're not going to build up much muscle. You're you're turning it into something that is more endurance-based. It's more strength-based. You can add weight to your back, but guess what? Now it's not a calisthenic push-up. Because it's not body weight anymore. Yeah. It's it's push up. It's body weight plus weight. So when we talk about overload for strength, you can't do that, right? Uh, when we talk about uh, modifying something in order to help the everyday person, you can't do that. You know, if somebody can't do a push up, how the fuck are they supposed to do a, a full calisthenic workout? So I personally think they're overrated. I think there's value in body weight movements for sure, but they fit as a tool or a piece of the of the entire puzzle that is filled with a lot of different things. And I think great coaches don't just see one way of doing things. They see a whole bunch of tools and they use those tools for the right person. Yeah. You know,
1: if someone's trying to sell calisthenics, I'm not saying that word right, but that, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: why would they say that this is the solution when it's not, they wouldn't say that, you know what I mean? Because they're trying to sell their style of training. You know what I'm saying? You would say, oh, this is a um, platform or what do you... Would a you, way of training? Yeah.
0: I mean, they sell it as the way, the way, not a way. Yeah. The way. Minimize joint pain because you're not loading the joints. Move with your natural body. Learn how to control your relative strength. There's value of it. Yeah. And people talk about that value as if it's the Holy Grail. But the truth is, is...
1: It's just look, the core.
0: Look, y- do I think there's value in being able to do a pistol squat? 100%. It shows that you have a lot of function, a lot of core stability, great range of motion, a lot of relative strength. Is there value of doing multiple pull-ups in a row? 100%. Absolutely. Push-ups, yes. Right? But once you do it, I don't think doing 20 pistol squats or a, like, you know what I mean? Like, or alternating jumping pistol squats or something, rant, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, you gotta be so creative. I think it gets, you're limited because you don't have any tools and I just think that You can create more of an individualized and a universal plan by using dumbbells and barbells and cables and bands and kettlebells and and body weight. Why wouldn't you? Totally. You know? Um, Yeah, I don't know.
1: Big using tools guy. Mm -hmm. Totally. All right, cool. Um, Next thing we will go is
0: Peloton. I think it's overrated, personally. People love the Peloton. This is, again, one of those things where— You don't like cardio. I'm not a huge fan, but I'm a fan of of changing how you do cardio. Mm. I think you should bike, run, row, sprint, walk, swim, like do all these different things, hike. Like I think there's value in changing it up. Um, The reason I think Peloton is overrated, don't get mad at me, everybody listening, because people, they love Peloton. (laughs) My wife wants Peloton. My sister-in-law has Peloton. Your wife has Peloton. Some of my clients have Pelotons. People love Pelotons. Um, Nas has Peloton. We want to hear it. I was rapping about a Peloton. <laughs> I think it's overrated because, again, it's a tool that people use as a solution. And I think that's a problem, right? People are like, oh, I'm just going to get a Peloton, and ride a Peloton every day. You can't do that. Functional <laughs> well, fitness means you're doing multiple things. There you go. Riding a Peloton every day is being overly flexed all the time, your hips are in constant flexion. Your shoulders are in constant flexion. Your lumbar spine, constant flexion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Those are my feet. Yeah, Going against the carpet. But it's, it's hip flexion, shoulder flexion, lumbar flexion, which is very bad for your posture, over and over and over and over again. And people wonder why oh, my quads, my hip flexors are tight, my back hurts. Well, yeah, you're getting in a seated position after working all day in a seated position, which you drove to work in a seated position so that you can go home and pedal really hard in a seated position. Yeah. And then you're going to follow it up with your post- workout meal which you're going to sit down to eat probably watch some netflix sitting down afterwards and then you'll finally lay down an extension right <laughs> like that's crazy you know whereas if you're doing something in gym you're pulling a sled you're doing the air bike you're you're doing anything you're getting in hip extension you need I to think. mimic yeah you know um you're not mimic you need to match your flexion with extension um and that's that's where i think it's overrated i think it's cool. People like it. And there's nothing wrong with it. I have clients it's that do Brilliant. Yeah, it is very brilliant. They have great marketing too. And I have a couple of clients, uh, more than a couple of clients, and we have plenty of members that do Peloton a couple of times a week. And that's yeah. their cardio. That's fine. But yeah. I don't think you can just do Peloton. Some people know that and they're listening they're like, duh, that's not all I do. But a lot of people buy the Peloton, they put it in a room, and that's all they do. Yeah. So, and I think you can, like, race each other and do shit like that, right? That's dope. That's great marketing. Yeah, Now you can fucking pedal with your friend who's in New York and you're in Washington or whatever it may be. That's cool. Um,
1: Blew up in quarantine, man. Yeah.
0: Fuck yeah. Holy shit. Really, really smart. Yeah. But um, I think it's overrated. I think, you know, it's just, it's, again, if it gets you moving, great. But I do think there's, the same thing with SoulCycle. That was huge. It probably still is big. Another thing was overrated. Had a lot of clients do it at one point. A lot of people I knew did it. And I'm like, look, if you love and you have a blast, you should because Going there and sweating, listening to music and intensity and people around you Like, that's fucking dope. Especially in today's world, you need that. Yeah. With COVID, you need that. But if that's all you're doing, that's a problem. You're going to just, you're going to be in pain. Yeah. And it's, again, too much cardio. What does it do? You adapt to it, you're not going to continue losing. Totally. You can just get really good at pedaling a bike. Totally.
1: All right. Uh, next one will be, let's see here. Single limb movements, one arm dumbbell bench, single leg, leg press, etc.
0: So unilateral training, yeah, very underrated. I think a ton of people are doing RDLs. Not that many do are sing, single leg or staggered RDLs. I think a lot of people are doing squats. Nobody is doing split squats. I think a lot of people are doing presses. Nobody's doing single arm presses. You know, everybody's doing seated cable rows. Not enough people are doing variations of one arm rows. Um, even things like where people kind of, you got to think out of the box for this. And this is very, very specific to the person you're working with. But people do a barbell curl. Great. Great exercise. I do it too. What about a half kneeling single arm dumbbell curl? Offset. People wouldn't think to do that. Why would I get on one knee to do a curl? Well, you do it because you're working your curl like you want to, but you're working on imbalances because if one arm's stronger than the other, you can fix that imbalance. But also, you're putting your hip in a good position to work flexion and extension, to practice your core stability. You're using that that time to also work on something else that creates a lot of function throughout your torso, your core, your hip. Um But that's something that people don't think about. So um, just to remove imbalances in general. Like usually people are stronger on one side than the other. This helps with that. Usually people have a better range of motion on one side than the other. This can help with that. You can add volume. You can add extended range of motion on one side. um, So on and so forth. I love them. And the injury risk is actually pretty low. If if you can do more unilateral work, you're, you're less likely to get injured later on. But also... You're less likely to have overloading injuries because you're not loading a ton of weight on your spine and doing a back squat. Instead, you're doing a split squat with half the weight on your spine, the same weight on your legs. Totally. Makes sense. Yeah.
1: All right, cool. Uh, this next one is going to be 5-3-1. Ooh.
0: Man, I don't even think it's well-known well enough anymore. I don't think enough people listening to this know what five three one is for me to say it's under it's overrated. You know what I mean? You think it's overrated? No, but I don't yeah. think enough people know it. I think once upon a time in the strength world it was, but only because I know what I know now.
1: So what what's your answer?
0: <laughs> I don't think I have one oh. because five three one is a programming uh, periodization strategy. For those listening, you basically do it's a three week cycle. You can add a fourth week for a deload. You do. Five, three sets of five, week one, 65, 75, 85%. Then uh, three sets of three, week two, 80, 70, 80, 90%. Usually you add a drop set on there. So you have a fourth set at the lower percentage and you do as many as you can if your goal is hypertrophy. And then week uh, three, you go five reps at 75%, three reps at 85, and then one rep at 95%. Usually you do one plus. So if you can get more than one, you do it. And that allows you to reestablish your one rep max, repeat the cycle, it's definitely not overrated because it fucking works. I mean, I know a lot of people, myself included, have gotten really strong doing that and seen new PRs. Um, I think the reason I say knowing what I know now is because there's been so much research on RPE um, instead of using percentage-based programs that I value that more. I would rather say three sets of five at an accumulating RPE, right? So, because some weeks, like, that could be dangerous doing exactly, you know... 85% of your one rep max. Because um, if today you're not feeling it, it's 80, do it. But if you could hit 90, fuck yeah, you should. Because that's strength, right? You're going to build strength. More strength doing that. Um, so I think there's a, probably a better way to do it now, knowing what we know. But um, but I guess based on my answers, it's probably underrated. I mean, the shit worked. And I don't think not enough people actually did it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, next one. <laughs> Uh, someone may know you for this, but the next one's gonna be Yeezys.
0: Oh yeah, Katie I saw this one. Oh yeah. Um, overrated or no underrated? Okay, underrated. Yeezy slides, <clears throat> overrated. Those things are hideous. Those flip flop things. I know that they are. You know he sued Walmart. Who did? Yeezy. Yay, Kanye. Oh. What do I call him now?
1: He just changed his name to Yay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shannon's so funny. Did you see what Kanye changed his name to? I was like, no. What she goes, ye, I was like, yay. She's like, what is yay? I was like, it's what everybody calls him. Kanye his name is name's Yay? And she was like, oh, she butchered it so bad. I was like, you clearly don't listen to yeah rap. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the Yeezy slides are probably the ugliest. It's like it, it's. I feel like. It's taking advantage of people. It almost looks like he's like, how stupid can I make these shoes and see if people still pay for them? <laughs> they're like, they're basically glorified Crocs.
1: Oh, I mean, they're not glorified. Crocs are way better.
0: I think they are. Yeah. yeah. And Crocs are probably more comfortable too. Absolutely. And 10% of the price. Yeah. But Walmart made basically exacts of the slides in their own versions <laughs> and Kanye tried to sue them. I don't know if he won or not. Yeah,
1: Walmart's pretty rich.
0: Yeah, they might have dominated him. And I'm assuming they're smart enough to change one little feature to make it so that they can say it's not the same. Yeah. Um, but those are hideous. I also think every single pair of Yeezys outside of the Yeezy 350 Boost are not that tight. Yeah. I'm not a fan of most of them, but I really like the 350 Boost. Is it 350 V? Yeah. Okay, those are the ones I like. Yeah. I have three pairs of them. They're sick. they got the breads, the Oreos, and then the triple whites. And I'll probably get more love those the old nike yeezys were cool too the high top ones yeah i don't like high tops but like or on the me. Nike ones yeah yeah i don't like high tops on me but like those the, were cool The red octobers yeah. yeah yeah those are sick um but yeah yeezys uh yeezy 350 boosts are underrated um and for anybody who hasn't worn them they're actually extremely comfortable most ultra boosts are but the yeezy 350 boosts are so fucking comfortable. They got a wide toe box. I absolutely love them. They're like literally probably my favorite shoes to wear. Um, Ultra Boost coming in second. I'm a huge fan of Adidas, honestly. Yeah. Not for training shoes, but for everyday shoes. I love them. Um, everything else Easy puts out is ugly. T-shirts with holes in them. Like, <laughs> come on, man. What are you doing? I, he used to be my favorite rapper, too. People were just spending money on them. How much of those slides did you pull them up? No,
1: the Red Octobers are $49,000. 50k For a size 9.5 Yeah
0: That doesn't even make sense <laughs> it makes sense Dude There's There's That was like the whole Pokemon thing Remember that? There was like yeah. Pokemon cards going for 10k a piece And like these like just super rich Piece of paper Dudes were just buying Pokemon cards <laughs> Yeah I remember like begging my mom to buy a Charizard That was 99 bucks And she said no So I never had Charizard But at the card shop And that was back in the day yeah. 100 bucks
1: some of these slides are going for $235, $235 for these.
0: I could make those, <laughs> like yeah. literally. Yeah. Oh, those are ugly as hell. Okay. $49K. Yeah. I know somebody who, their dad, sold all of the their Pokemon cards, basically found all their Pokemon cards, sold them and bought a Tesla. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Literally sold Pokemon cards. Yeah. And bought a Tesla.
1: Yeah, I I don't know what it's called because, but I sent the video to Just Fame that this dude sold his whole shoe collection because his his wife was not able to have a kid, so he sold his sh- whole shoe collection so she could get an injection in her to have the baby. It's Whoa. like it's like a it's like a not a surrogate. in vitro maybe
0: in vitro yeah. is where they like insert basically and you get pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And he like wild.
0: That is wild. Yeah.
1: Josephine's like, if we can't have kids. Yeah.
0: Would you <laughs> sacrifice your shoe collection for me, Trav? Absolutely. <laughs> but I would cry. You're like, I wouldn't. Everything but the the LeBron
1: threes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll go to the next one. Uh, we got Landmine. <laughs> this guy says the Landmine, and I will only accept underrated as a piece of equipment. I'm not sure what that Wait, means. Wait, what did he
0: say? Landmine, and I will only accept underrated as a piece of equipment. (laughs) I don't know what that means. He's basically saying that he thinks it's underrated, so he wants me to agree. Hmm. Why does he think it's so underrated? Landmine? Yeah. You think it's underrated? Oh, yeah, I guess I do think it's underrated. I was thinking he meant overrated, like like he didn't like it. I will only accept underrated as a piece of equipment. Is that what you said? Yeah. That's a weird way to put it. Yeah, I would say underrated. I think Landmine's great. I, like, I love landmine pressing for anybody who has shoulder issues or just doesn't have great overhead mobility. I think it's a ama- mate an amazing piece of uh, equipment for that. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely say underrated. There's so many modifications you can do with it. Half kneeling, tall kneeling, uh, different types of rows, T-bar rows, uh, meadows rows, all those kind of things. Yeah.
1: All right. Last one here is going to be... Uh Tattoos with meaning. wonder what your answer is.
0: Um, I mean, fuck. Underrated, I guess. But I also think uh, tattoos without a meaning are, are underrated. Yeah. I mean, I think tattoos are underrated because I'm covered in them. So obviously I'm going to say that. I, the reason I say that too Are you too covered is, in tattoos without meaning? I mean, I have a few tattoos that I'm, people are like, oh, what does this one mean? I'm like, fucking nothing. It's yeah. just there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the, I have these black diamonds on me and people are always like, oh, what do those signify? Nothing. A blank space, <laughs> and I thought black diamonds look cool, so it's like throw them in there. Um, obviously, I think when you can attach a meaning to it, I think it's better. I think there's, I think there's a side of tattoos that has to do more with like artwork and culture that only certain people understand, and I don't expect everybody to understand. Um, but I think people who don't have tattoos assume that every single tattoo has to have a ton of meaning, yeah. and I can also understand why. Why would you put something on your body for the rest of your life if it doesn't have any meaning? I get it. I don't know um, if I'd say a
1: ton, yeah. but yes. Definitely but, meaning, you know. yeah.
0: And, and I think when you're filling your body, there ends up being time where you're just filling space. Yeah. You know, there's certain things like, there's just like these Roman numerals. I don't even know what they are. I have no idea what those numbers are. Yeah. There's no point of them. One, it was two, just three, like four, part five. of a clock design. Yeah. It's just like, now this clock, it says 822. That's the minute my daughter was born. Huh. They're the, the time, the yeah. exact time. That has meaning. People would look at it. Oh, it's just a clock. Well, the clock has meaning. You know, there's purpose there. Roses can, I mean, you can say it's for love, but they also are just kind of fillers at the same time too, you know? But then I have like these, like square, circle, triangle. That is like the most random fucking thing, but it has probably more meaning than anything on my body. Yeah. Because it signifies my family. And there's a reason for each shape to signify each person in my family. So there's just certain things that, you know, I'm getting a fucking massive lion on my back. No reason. I don't identify myself as a lion. (laughs) (laughs) I think lions are savage, but it was just a really cool looking fucking lion statue in Europe. And I was like, I have this statue theme going like, let's do it. It's sick. I want to be covered in tattoos. So yes and no. He said tattoos without meaning, right? Or with meaning. Yep. I wish it was without meaning because then I would say underrated. I don't think I can say overrated about tattoos with meaning because it definitely doesn't hurt to have some meaning to it.
1: No, definitely underrated. Yeah.
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Cool. All right, that was the last one. We will. We have plenty more for a part three, so we will do a part three. And I don't think people will be mad about it.
0: Nope. More overrated, underrated coming your way.